Do Good Charlotte is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Welcome to Do Good Charlotte on the Queen City Podcast Network. I'm Pamela Escobar. In each Do Good Charlotte podcast, you will find out who's helping, who could use a helping hand, and just how you can spread around your own good. In this month's episodes of Do Good Charlotte, we're honoring nonprofits that cultivate Charlotte's art community. These organizations are helping us connect and express ourselves through creativity and performance. Today, we're diving into the excitement of Theater Charlotte. It's bringing everything from classic favorites to unique local premieres to audiences in Charlotte. I'm joined by Jackie Timmons, the Director of Development and Marketing. Jackie, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We're really excited to have you here. So for people who don't know about your organization, tell me a little bit about it. So we were the first arts organization in the city. We are the longest producing community theater in all of North Carolina. So we were started in 1927 by um, a group of university women, and they uh, um, started out doing readings of theater and then in um, and performed around town. And in 1941, our little theater on Queens Road was built. And we've been doing theater there ever since. So we do a season of um, typically two musicals and three plays. And we've done, we're into our 15th season of Christmas Carol. So this year we're celebrating our 95th season um, when, we, when we move back into our, our theater this November. So tell us about this devastating fire. So that, that's hard. That's hard to hear. Yes, yes. We, you know, the pandemic started in March of 2020, and we um, immediately knew that we needed to continue to engage audiences and continue to provide artists um, opportunities to be creative. So we went virtual and outdoors, and we were doing great. Um, And then nine months after the pandemic started, the theater had a fire um, December 28th, um, just in the middle of the night, uh, under the floor of the theater, some electrical wires caught fire and um, pretty much destroyed the auditorium, um, the seating, and um, there's smoke damage throughout the building. So we had to pivot again. (laughs) We've been doing um, last season and um, to close out the pandemic season. Um, We just did shows at venues around town. Um, But we're still in repairs from the fire. It's been a long process. (laughs) Uh, Permits and construction and all that, all that sort of fun stuff. Uh, Insurance. So yeah, that doesn't sound like fun. No, it's Uh, super not. (laughs) Well, I, I would think that you know, this is your outlet. This is your fun thing um, to do. Um, your community group is mostly volunteers, right? Mm-hmm. So this is an outlet to get away from your day-to-day bills, all that kind of stuff, and then to have to delve into this reality of, you know, we got to rebuild. We have to figure out how to do this. Um, that That's not, not ideal. No, no, it's been tough. We have a staff of three. Um, so we've been, you know, trying to continue producing shows and deal with insurance and make sure the building is getting rebuilt. 
So so it, it, it's not going to be obviously ready for this season of Christmas Carol and all that stuff. So where are you guys practicing and where are you doing? We are um, planning on being back in there this year. We're planning on reopening. Um, the plan is that Misery, our opening show, uh, opens early November. Um, we are working on getting a temporary certificate of occupancy. Um, our seats won't be in in time, and there's a few things with the building that just, you know, they won't be painted the way we want it and all that kind of stuff, but um, kind of giving audiences a preview of what's to come, uh, you know, opportunity to see the building in progress, um, and then, you know, continue working through the Christmas Carol performances and our big grand reopening will be in January when everything's open and ready and done. Well, it's also, well, that's pretty awesome that it's not slowing you guys down. So let's talk about misery because when I saw that, um, you know, I saw that movie when I was younger and, um, I, I mean, it still haunts me still. Um, so how did you pick your plays? Like who picks them? Who has the, and then who is going to play these parts? So we have, um, they've been rehearsing on my porch, first of all, nice. so far. So that's been fun. <laughs> a little background to, to dinner. <laughs> so they move into an actual rehearsal space today. <laughs> but we picked the season. Um, it's our artistic director or our executive director, depending on how our staff is structured at the time, um, works with a volunteer committee. They read a bunch of plays, we survey audiences, figure out what people are into. And lately it's been a lot of deciding what we can do where. Last season we framed a lot of our shows around our spaces. We did a show called Smoke on the Mountain, which takes place in a church, in a church. <laughs> we did it at the Great Aunt Stella Center. So, you know, lately it's been driven by where we are, um, but that's that normally doesn't play a factor. We're opening with Misery because it's a small cast. It's three people. They can rehearse different places, and then they're going to have, like, seven seconds to move into the space and get ready. So, um, but, yeah, uh, we've got an incredible cast. Um, Becca Worthington is playing Annie Wilkes. Uh, Tim Hager is playing uh, Paul. And then we have a new-to-us actor, Roman Lawrence, who's playing Buster. So it's a really great. They're all local actors. They have day jobs. <laughs> they are doing this because they love it, and that these were really, really meaty roles. We had about 35 people show up to audition for these three roles. Yeah, so. that's that sounds super competitive. Yeah. And um, and so are are the the actors typically people who come back show after show like how how's your how do you find your community like and and are they dedicated i mean they're sticking through this whole fire situation <laughs> yes, they are. and the pandemic and everything else yeah so they are all from the local area we have people who come back year after year we have new people um they just come to auditions and our you know director picks who's best we have a different guest director for every single show um, and I would say between probably about a third of our actors are typically new to us. They've just moved to the area or they've been, you know, working and did high, did the, uh, theater in high school or college and just want to get back into it. So mo, you know, probably about a third of our actors are new to us and then the others are 
repeats. So Becca, who's playing Annie, was the main character in the last show we did. Um, she played Gingy in uh, Love, Loss, and What I Wore. Oh, cool. So that's cool. exciting to have her back. Well, I was a theater geek when I was in high school, <laughs> and um, so I, I can appreciate all the hard work. So since you're um, in this sort of space that you're just making the best out of it, what are you doing for set design and all that kind of stuff? Because there's a ton. There's obviously the the three casts that are practicing <laughs> on your front porch, but then there's, there's everybody else, right? Yeah. So we have, um, you know, our artistic director has the – set designed and we're sort of waiting to get in there and put it together. Um, we have a props team and a costume team who are all hard at work and they all always operate in their own areas. They, we don't have, you know, on site typically during the day, we don't have a lot of people. We have the set construction going on, but otherwise all of our production team tends to work from their homes or, you know, if they've got a costume shop um, somewhere else. So they're all working and doing their thing. And then once we get the go-ahead to move into the building, we'll put it all together. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So tell me how you got involved with, with the organization. So I was also a theater kid, but I did all the backstage stuff. I designed yeah. lights and sets for most of the shows in my high school. Um, and then here in Charlotte, actually, South Mech. Nice, <laughs> nice. Go Sabres. Um, so in college, I studied arts management. And then um, I started working for nonprofits out of college. And then Chris Timmons, who's our current artistic director, is actually my husband. Um, and he started working at Theater Charlotte about a year before I did as the technical director. And I was helping with the gala and doing a bunch of fundraising stuff for the theater. And then they opened up a position and I started working there. This is my 14th season. So did so. you meet because of Theater Charlotte? or We actually met at a theater that unfortunately is gone now, now uh, Bare Bones Theater Group. Okay. So we met working on shows there. Okay. So, that's, so you, you developed that, and then yes. um, sort of one person got their foot in the door, and then the other person came in. Yep. Makes sense. You're doing the cleanup. The building's ready. You already have your show. Um, let's talk a little bit about the history of, um, I want to do pre-pandemic because everybody, everybody <laughs> yes. dealt with that. Um, Thank so you. yeah. Um, so we're, have you, ha, this, well, the Christmas Carol obviously is, is his, historical. I mean, yes. you guys have been doing this forever, mm -hmm. but then the other shows, like you said, you, you, your, your, um, your directors and your artistic person tries to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Um, but what are some shows that are, you're just, like, so proud of or you'll never forget? They've just been awesome. Oh, that's a good one. Odd Couple is the last show we did before the pandemic, and we had an outstanding cast, and they just really clicked. They were actually a bunch of friends who had known each other forever, so that made it extra twice as fun. Um, so that was a really, really um, exciting show, and... My other favorite is from longer ago than that, about five years ago, we did um, a show called Memphis. Um, and that was, we just ended up with an outstanding cast, outstanding director. It was 
when my daughter really fell in love with theater, <laughs> she had a, a bit of a, a crush on the <laughs> the main character, and just she just loved it, and she was going around and singing songs from it when we were out at restaurants and stuff. So that was kind of fun to see it through her eyes, but it was also just a really good show. <laughs> How old is she now? She's ten. Okay, she so was she five, was five. Yep. So she, that that's sort of like got her hooked. Yeah. And so that's why you'll never forget it. Yeah. Um. So. You, you switched to outside for mm-hmm. a while, and um, how receptive was the audience to that? Was it hard to attract people, or, or were people just, like, begging for something? They wanted something. Yeah, people really wanted something to do. The first, um, we did a few shows in our parking lot prior to um, the fire, um, and we kept audiences for those really low. You know, if there was still all the restrictions. You know, we could have, I think, 20 people gather in a parking lot. So, you know, it's hard to say if people were really super excited about that just because we could only have 20. So <laughs> we had them. Um, and then we Christmas Carol was the next one we did outside, and people are so used to coming to that. You know, that's so many people's holiday tradition that um, – People were excited about that. And then we did some murder mysteries that were kind of interactive and you um, went from place to place through Camp North End and the um, Duke Mansion and Van Lanningham Estate. So that one, people were super excited about that one because that was something different to do. And at that point, it was turning into spring of 2021 and people wanted to leave their houses. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I heard of that, but I didn't realize it was you guys that were doing that. So that's that's really cool. Yeah, those are fun. It's pretty impressive to think, I mean, obviously anyone who's involved with theater is creative, but then <laughs> to sort of even go another level to yeah. figure out a way to do things that, yeah. um, that you don't normally do. Right, yeah, yeah. We're kind of, we feel like we've been making it up as we go along. <laughs> we're... So as far as tryouts, though, so your right, misery obviously is cast. Mm-hmm. Are, are is everything else cast for, nope. for? So how do people find out about that? So we have all of our audition dates are listed on our website. Um, Christmas Carol is the next one, and that's coming up um, mid to late October, and it's quickly followed by auditions for um, Something Rotten and um, our actually our final show of the season. I and you um, is rehearsing their casting that show early because they're going to kind of extend that rehearsal schedule but so yeah we've got three auditions coming up in the next month and a half okay check our website we'll (laughs) we'll check back with you after this break i'm pam escobar with do good charlotte if you think or know you had covid19 You can be around others after 10 days since symptoms first appeared and after 24 hours with no fever without fever-reducing medication and after other symptoms have improved. If you have tested positive for COVID-19 and you had no symptoms, you can be around others 10 days after you got tested for COVID-19. To learn more, visit cdc.gov slash coronavirus. So, Jackie, we were just talking about how some other theater companies are closing. So under the best of circumstances, it's really hard to run a theater company. But somehow you've been able to do it through a pandemic, through a fire, and with all the regular challenges. What do you think um, has been able to keep you guys together and still going? 
That's a good question. Um, <laughs> so for the past two and a half, three years, it really, you know, all the time we're going, are we going to make it? Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with this community. We know that people need Theater Charlotte. We get emails every single day. People, how do I get involved in your shows? Can I help out backstage? Can I volunteer? How do I get involved? So, I, you know, I think that when things seem scary, we just kind of keep figuring it out because we know that people need this creative outlet in Charlotte. So um, a, a lot of that over the past couple of years is just us being stubborn <laughs> and coming up with new and different ways. And every time we get another curveball, we're like, okay, we'll just do this instead. Well, you know, and our audiences and our donors have been fantastic sticking with us. You know, we've changed things, we've moved things, we've postponed things, and they've just come along for the ride. They've been super understanding. Um, prior to this past two and a half years, we have been fortunate in that we have a building. We have a facility to do theater in. We learned real fast how hard it is to do theater if you don't have your own space. There are not a ton of spaces in Charlotte, and they are really expensive. Um, we, you know, clawing together last season was was not easy and it was not cheap. So all the all the theaters out there who are plugging along without a space is, you know, our hearts. <laughs> We're like, how 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 can we fit everybody into our theater after <laughs> after we've been through that? We, um, you know, without a space, it's just so hard. And so do you think some of the longevity, just the fact that legacy that you have that space that somebody bought back when Char even before Charlotte was Charlotte, right. really um, has sort of been your ground. Yes. Like your footing to keep yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the building's old, 1941. There's, you know, pieces of it that have always been falling apart. We've always, you know, taken it for granted as, as the staff kind of gone, ah, this building. But we won't do that anymore. <laughs> well, place is important. So it, yes. it gives you that, that space. And, mm -hmm. um, and now you, you fully appreciate it. And you're going to, you know, even if it's not perfect, right. you're, you're still, misery is going to be there. We're going to have our shows. We're going to keep on going. Yep. Um, even if it's folding chairs or whatever it has <laughs> exactly. to happen to, to, to make it happen. So you talked about your donors. You talked about your audience. Is um, how do you keep those relationships going? How, what is your network with them? What does that look like? You know, it's a, a lot of it is through the shows, through um, you know, getting people involved as volunteers as well, and actors, and you know, a lot of our audiences have their favorite actors. You know, we had um, one actor who did a voiceover for the outdoor Christmas Carol. And we had a patron and a donor who saw him on the cast list and came to that Christmas Carol because he was like, well, I have to come to anything that I've heard. And it's just an actor that he's fond of. It's They're not great friends. You know, they don't know each other. But it's a fan. He's a fan. Right. So, you know, I think everybody who does anything with Theater Charlotte is local. And so, you know, everybody has a connection so all the patrons, they might know actors or they, you know, it's what they do with their friends. So, you know, I think just through 
having that local tie um, keeps you guys together, keeps yep. them coming back for more and for more and for more. And then if you're new to the area, how do they find you? Where do they go? Most people start on our website and then um, a lot of time, you know, a lot of the we're new to town stories we hear are, you know, through auditions and people coming and getting involved and being in shows. So what's the website? It's theatercharlotte.org. T-H-E-A-T-R-E. R-E. The fancy theater. theater. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so we're going to the theatercharlotte.org. And um, when I go there, I can... I can donate if I want, right? Definitely. Um, and then I'm guessing you can buy tickets for shows. Yes. Um, what is a show? What What's it normally cost to go see a show? We have our ticket prices are $30 for non-musicals and 32 for musicals. Oh, $2 for um, that music. I know, $2 extra. Okay. They cost about five times <laughs> as much. Um, well, so, so that's another thing I was thinking. If I go see a show... Um, if I, and I want to pay more than my ticket price, you know, do, are, are you guys handing around a tip basket or anything <laughs> like that? Yeah, we typically have um, people at the end of the show with a with a basket. Um, we I haven't done that over COVID, just, you know, touching money and all of that kind of stuff. We put a QR code in the program. Perfect, perfect. But yes, yes. It's especially helpful at Christmas Carol when we can have Tiny Tim standing in the lobby yeah, with so a basket. <laughs> Piece of bread, mom. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm excited that you guys are going to be back in your space. I think that's super exciting. Um, I think this is a great time to go out and see a show. Um, and um, I'm a little scared about misery, but I think. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> are you? Have you seen? I mean, well, you've, you've heard I've it. I've heard it. Yes, yes. They are really, really phenomenal. They were, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just... And it's just their open, you know, they've, it's, it was like their fourth rehearsal yesterday. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's, oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So that'll be, and when does that, that start up? It opens November 4th. Oh, okay. So we've got some time. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, um, buy your tickets. Yes. Um, get them now because that kind of stuff sells out. And yes. There's only yes. so many shows, right? Yeah. Yeah. Misery is a short run for us. So okay. normally we do three weeks. Misery is just two. Oh, just two. Okay. Yeah. So... Buy your tickets, look up theatercharlotte.org, <laughs> and um, keep on, yeah, just keep on, good luck with everything. It's Thank been, you. it's um, it's super impressive to, to hear how you guys are um, getting through all this. So thank, thank you, you. For, for being here. Do you know someone else like Theater Charlotte who is doing good in our community? Let me know. Tell me about someone or a nonprofit organization that should be heard on Do Good Charlotte. Reach out to me, Pamela Escobar, on social media. I'm Reporter Pam on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or go to the Queen City Podcast Network page and fill out the contact form for Do Good Charlotte. A big thanks to Share Charlotte. You can hear about other groups doing good by following their hashtag, Spotlight on CLT, or going to sharecharlotte.org. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. <laughs>